Good afternoon and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another Team List Tuesday. I am joined by Scoop and Liam. So at the moment, I've got a couple of others joining me a little bit later on. All right. Scoop, Liam, how are we going tonight? Pretty good, thanks. Yeah. And how about you, Liam? I'm doing pretty good, eh? It's a good evening just for the team this day. How you doing, Paulie? Yeah, good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, so I've got a few things to talk about tonight. Guys, we're going to talk about the the men's round 23 team list, and then we're going to have a little bit of a chat about the women's round one team lists and start to get ourselves looking towards the NRL Mixer uh, where you can win up to $500 a week or grand prize of $2,000 over seven weeks of NRL, effectively, NRL fantasy. So let's get into the men's stuff, guys. Cookie is going to join us a little bit later on, so we're going to skip past um, the Bunnies and Penrith side, and we'll start with the Cowboys-Warriors Friday night. So we have the Cowboys. Kyle Felt makes his return on the wing, and that pushes Tabuai Fado back to the interchange. Jordan McLean is in the starting side, and Cohen Hess drops back to the interchange. Tanua Brown is the one that makes way. As for the Warriors, Warriors are actually running out what looks like almost the same 17, which is amazing for the Warriors to do that with Harris Tavita as possibly one that might come in from the reserves. Um, All right. Well, Liam, let's talk Cowboys first up. Now, the one I actually really want to talk about um, is Luciano Leilua. He's scoring relatively well, especially from the bench. Yeah. He's scoring really well. I, I really like Luciano as an option. If you've, that's if you've got some trades up your sleeve. Um, so he's really... If you can get him in, I think that's a really good option, especially when they're playing the Warriors this week. Because um, Luciano, I think, is yeah. he's averaging like 50 or... If, he's getting 50 off the bench, which is pretty good for a bench option in his side. And uh, Paulie, sorry. Guys, just tell me a few connection issues. Um, Paulie, with with the Cowboys at the moment, there's probably it's somewhere between these guys could really go off. So Tom Lolo's, Nanois, those sort of guys, they could really go off. But two that look really, really consistent for the Cowboys at the moment is Ruben Cotter and Reese Robson. Um, you're in a head to head and looking for a bit of a pod. Neither of those options would be a bad option to pick up, would they, this week, Paulie? If both Done really, really, really well. I wouldn't lean towards Cotter, though. Dual position, I think he's on the upward trajectory. I just think he's a great guy. If you saved your trades to bring him in, I think he's the guy to um, – the, the one big guy who's going to pick a Cowboys player this week. Yeah. And, Skip, the biggest thing with the Cowboys is that they were looking – like, when Cotter was on the field, he was looking like he was in everything. He was really heavily involved – and huge scores came out of it. So um, as you guys probably for listening from here on, I've for a while I'm a Reese Robson owner. Um, he's done a really great job for me. It turned out to get an 80 on the weekend. So that's been, been fantastic. Um, is there anyone, Scoop, that you see having a really good score, someone like a Valentine Holmes or anything like that, that people might look at for their head-to-head this week against the Warriors? 
Yeah, a couple of players in that back line, like potentially Drinkwater or Holmes, could go really large this week if you're um, still hanging on to Drinkwater um, at this stage. It's a little uncertain as to who the hammer will come on from the bench this week, so that could hurt potentially one of those player ceilings, but you can't say for sure which one. So any of any of those backline players, but the more fantasy-relevant ones, Holmes and Drinkwater, could really go off as well this week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's jump over to the Warriors' side. And, well, the bit, the main one is to talk about Paul Tohu and Ewan and Josh Curran. I mean, Tohu's doing really well at the moment. Um, uh, looks like he's he should be in everyone's team. Um, I know some people were looping him the other week. I envy those people being in that position to be able to loop Tohu Harris. But Tohu's doing what we know Tohu can do. Isn't that right, Paul? Um, He's been just fine when he plays in New Zealand. Not playing in New Zealand this week, though. So I'd definitely be moving Harris into the 18th man if you are lucky enough to be stacked in such a way. Does that same sort of thing apply to you and Aitken as well, Paulie? The home and away. No, I, I think you and Aiken's kind of proved himself to be pretty consistent. He got moved to the centres, of course. Yeah, that didn't help him, but he still got 40, I think, in that game. So it's a pretty good score for a centre. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not worried about worried about you and Aiken. Just just tie yeah. away from home. I'd, I'd be a little bit nervous if, if you are sort of in that top echelon where all your guys are the expect 50 plus. Then seeing they play in game yeah. two, it makes sense just to put pop him as 18th man. He'll probably get a good enough score for you. You can always put someone else as 19th man because most people have got at least two red dots at the moment. Yep, exactly. And the other one there, Liam, is Josh Curran. Josh Curran's he smashed out a really good score. Um, I think we'd, we'd all be happy to end up with Josh Curran in our, in our 17 at the moment. He's being relatively consistent. Where do you sit on someone like Josh Curran? Well, he's a really cheap option too, isn't he? Five fifty six k is really that mid edge jewel. I really like. I really liked what he did last week. Even if he comes off the bench, he's shown that he can still smash out a really good score. So I'm really, if I've got the trades left, I'm going after Josh Curran. Yeah, nice. All right, well, let's move to the Broncos and the Melbourne game. All right, so here we have Tamari Martin is still at fullback. Toby Hetherington starts his name to start it at lock, although we saw last week that Ryan James started at lock. Um, outside of that, Zach Hosking is in the reserves if anyone's managed to hold on to him. Um, ideally, now as Hosking doesn't play because he's apparently been signed for Penrith next year. So he could be a really good pickup at Penrith next year. Um, as for the Storm, Meany is named at fullback with Munster coming back into the halves. Hughes is at halfback as well. Um, Nofo is on one wing with Olam and Tunamapia in the centres. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth is named in the second row, though I wouldn't be surprised if a team list... Uh, one hour before kickoff switch happens again with Kamakamika and Smith moving into the starting side and King and Eisenhuth moving back to the bench. Um, well, let's start with the Broncos uh, scoop. 
Where are we sitting on Broncos players at the moment? I mean, Payne Haas scored really well, so he's one that people, if they haven't got, should be looking at. He's probably not a captaincy option, though, this week. Yeah, I'm thinking, unless you think he's going to get absolutely ridiculous base stats against the Storm, you can't really touch him. It's sort of, they're sort of in no man's land at the moment, Broncos, because they're in free fall before winning against the Knights. But I mean, it's hard to get a gauge on how how relevant that win actually was. So it'll be a good test this week. Tamara Martin back at fullback definitely helps. Cobbo went really well last week, but uh, again, that was at the Knights. So, I mean, apart from Haas and waiting for Carrigan to return, I don't think there's a lot that you really want to bring into your side in a hurry. No. Um, yeah, Haas is the main one I'd be looking at. Um, there's not really too much else there. Um, Paulie, let's move. Let's have a chat about the storm because there's a lot happening in that storm side. Um, Munster being named at five eighth. Yeah, is that a good thing for his scores, or is that a bad thing, or is it because it's Cam Munster? It doesn't actually matter at all. He'll play one. He'll play one. Yeah. So he's already. They've already pretty much said that. Um, so don't don't expect him to play at six. The beauty of Munster playing at one um, as opposed to when we saw Hines move to one for Cronulla is that Munster seems to be able to do the best of both. So he gets into first receiver and plays like like he would at six, but then he's back doing his thing out at second or even third receiver where he's really dynamic and dangerous. So, um, and he's doing, still doing kicking. So I, I, I just feel like, you know, it, it's all good as a current Munster owner. You're not really worried at all. Like halves have traditionally done better than fullbacks anyway this year. But yeah, it's it's just it, it's all uh, everything pointing skywards for Munster owners. He's it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Liam, we then start talking about the guys like Brandon Smith, Harry Grant. Uh, Brandon Smith had a really good score last week uh, with a try. In 54 minutes, getting a 71. Um, he also made 44 tackles in that time. So that was a really good thing for Brandon Smith. Um, he's looking like a bit of a... Um, he's probably in that same sort of bracket as a Josh Curran. Um, you you could do a lot worse than getting the up with Brandon Smith or Josh Curran at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Smith is a pretty good option. I mean, he probably... He's not going to get a try every week, but he's... But he's doing. He did really well last week, and I think he's improving to the point where he is a good pickup. So, if you can get Brandon Smith in, then yeah. I don't mind it. One of the other things that Harry Grant at the moment, especially the last couple of weeks with a few of the guys out and stuff, um, Munster playing a little bit of fullback. Harry Grant's actually picked up an extra five points the last couple of weeks for kick meters as well. So that's something just to keep an eye on with Harry Grant. Harry Grant's. Um, especially with that 70 last week, looks like a pretty good score as well. I think Grant's another great pickup if you don't already own him. I think he could do as well as anyone in the last three weeks. Yeah, and especially if he holds onto that kick meters, like some of that stuff we're talking about with the difference between him and Damien Cook, at different stages, it's about five points on average. But if he gets that kick meters and gets that five points from the kick meters, that's something that can hold, that will help Grant. Um, 
yeah, it's come right in. Him getting bigger minutes and, and like you just said there with some extra bonus points, he might get over Cook in certain yeah. stack categories. I think it, it almost gives Grant the edge. Certainly they're, they're neck and neck. I think it was a nine-point gap at one stage. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's pretty good. And the other ones just to have a chat about who scored really well last week but not to look at. Um Nelson Osofa Solomona had a 69. Yeah, he played on the edge. Which was a... So... Yeah, that was the interesting part. Jeez, imagine yeah. having, having a two-metre, 120-kilo Nelson Osofa Solomona lining up on the edge. Well, um, it was interesting. He's played a tiny bit there during games, not named there, but in the past. And, just, yeah. and when they ran out, Jesse Bromwich was outside him, but he, Bromwich went off with a head knock. So the next thing you knew, Osofa Solomona yeah, was out okay. there now. Um, the, the the word is is that it was a tactic. Bellamy, uh, yep. when asked at the press conference, said, "Oh yeah, you know he sort of went along with it." But if you actually watch the game, you'll, you'll notice Bromwich was outside him at different stages, and then Chris Lewis, obviously, when he finally came on, Osofer Solomona moved back in. So I don't know if that will happen again, but it's interesting to point out Bellamy might start using it as a weapon, um, not just. It- you know, from the start, but during games. And I think more coaches might start to come up with those concepts, like moving their guys around. I know Nathan Brown used to do it at the Warriors and we kind of laughed at him because their team wasn't doing well. And it's kind of felt like when, when you do something different and your team's not performing, it looks stupid. But when you do something different and it works, you look like a genius. So I wouldn't be sure. The, yeah. the other difference there, Paulie, is that Nelson Osofa Solomona physically speaking, there's no one else in the comp his size. So if you can get him more opportunities yeah. to be one-on-one with littler guys, then that's, that's right. always going to be that's a good right. thing. So uh, I can see that happening in yeah. attacking I'm sets gonna a lot. We're going to look at that on the game plan this week, a little spoiler alert. Um, so Anthony Seagull is going to go and get the how he can just make players like, get one-on-one, like you just said. Yeah. So, um, would you, with that in mind, would he be someone that you'd be kind of looking at maybe as a bit of a pod play at that sub six hundred? Um, not for me. Not for me. Um, draft. Yeah. Just I don't know if they're going to do it again or not, and 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 to what extent. But yeah, I mean, obviously, if it, if he goes large again, then we could have a different discussion next week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, well, there is probably not too much else there, guys, unless there's anything, Liam, or Skip, that you can see in the Melbourne or Broncos teams. No. Sweet. All right, let's move to the Eels and the Dogs. All right, for the Eels, Moses is back in the halves, and that moves Jake Arthur, Arthur back to the reserves. Apart from that, everything else is as per program. Um, for the dogs, uh, we have Josh Jackson named in the 13, Fitella Mariner in the second row, Harrison Edwards in the second row. Um, Pine has moved back to the interchange, but the big stuff is what's in the reserve. We've got Luke Thompson and Tavita Pangai Jr. all in the reserves for the dogs. Um Liam, that was probably a bit of a disappointing loss for Parramatta last week. They, um, it was almost like they just didn't turn up, expected to get the win. 
Um, the Parramatta, I mean, they performed really bad last week. I think they should turn up after that disappointing of a performance. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Dogs could show up. Uh, because they played pretty poorly against the Warriors. So with those two ends of maybe Pengai Jr. and Thompson, I think that could be a deciding factor for them. Yeah. And, I mean, the hard part with Parramatta players was uh, someone like uh, Dylan Brown, if people had jumped on Dylan Brown. Um, I don't remember. Um, Dylan Brown, I don't remember him scoring that well last week. Just checking myself. 41, um, I think. Yeah, 40. Yeah, that's right. That's exact. That's right. Yeah, so Dylan Brown didn't score what owners were hoping. Um which, which is a bit frustrating, especially with a couple of people getting him in over the last couple of weeks. Um, but probably the big one to talk about is Sean Lane. Um, Sean Lane has moved to 784K. Um, he's, he's been scoring phenomenal the last couple of weeks. It's, if people have picked him up, they're sitting on a little gold mine. Oh, Sean Lane's been exceptional since probably the last two months, actually. He's done really, really well. I think on that left side, he's formed a really great partnership. Just being that last set of hands before try, um, he gets a ridiculous amount of try assists for a second row, and it's just been in the form of his life, really. Um, if you don't have him, what's he priced at? About 750 Oh, $784. $784. Wow. It's sort of hard to justify so, buying him as a gun at that price, but I mean, you could do worse. He is so pottish at the moment. Top 5,000, 3.4%. Top 1,000, 3.5%. And there are only five people in the top 100 that have Sean Lane. Wow. He is so pottish at the moment. Um, if you've got to trade up your sleeve, and especially if you especially if you're looking to try and add a head-to-head or things like that, I, I'd be encouraging people to strongly consider Sean Lane. Um, yeah. So that's definitely one there. Uh, outside of Sean Lane, um, the rest are our regular guys. Um, Isaiah Papali and uh, Ryan Madison are both continuing to put up good scores. As much as people would love for Ryan Madison to be hitting 70s, there is nothing wrong with a 50-odd from Ryan Madison. Um, welcome, Cookie. How are you doing, mate? Not bad. How are you guys? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Now, Isaiah Papali, um, if you've got a choice this week between picking up Isaiah Papali or Sean Lane, which way would you go? Yeah, okay. Why is that, mate? Uh, well, it's just more – he's very consistent. Like, he's been such a gun all year. I just – and he's got the DPP as well. Yeah, nice. Nice. Love it. All right, so moving over to the doggies. Um, Matt Burton came crashing down to earth last week with a very, very small score, um, which was supported by a small score for Jacob Carraz, which was also supported by a low score for Max King. But the one that did have a good score was um, Fitella Mariner. Fitella Mariner got... Yeah, he got a 59, 59. last week. 50, yeah, that's right, 59. Yeah. 
he'd had a couple of poor weeks and then he just yeah. you know, bounced back. Everybody else in his team, everybody else, all the other good fantasy players struggled this week and then he stepped up. Um, so where are we sitting on Bro- uh, on Bulldogs players at the moment, Liam? What's your thought? Karaz, Burton, King, Jackson and Fitella Mariner? Well, I mean, they they have the potential to do well, but it just depends on the week, really. I mean, Burton, I, that was, I think that was an off week for most of them, though. So I think you can keep them. Yeah. What do you reckon, Paulie, about those about those dogs players? Um, I mean, when you consider Fatale Mariner, that was his best score of the year. Josh Jackson, people have held on to him throughout the year um, for his DPP and consistency. Max King, last couple of weeks, has had a couple of sub-50s. Uh, Karaz had that 90, and then he's yeah. gone back to 20s and 30s. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, it goes to show that we can't get too sucked in with... With things when their team's not in the eight, they go they go away. They clearly weren't in the game. Matt Burton and Daly Terry Evans' games were almost identical on the weekend. They're both playing away from home, and uh, both sort of teams pretty much out of the eight. What well, Bulldogs definitely out of the eight. So they'll both those two guys come back to Sydney and they'll play a lot better this this week. Um, I wouldn't be dropping any Bulldogs players this week. They're always going to be up for Parramatta. They they smashed them last yep. time. Um, yeah, I'd be right. I'd be riding the wave and hoping that you're hitting the crest this round. Yeah, exactly. Um, but because of that last score, I know some people over the last few weeks have thrown the captaincy on Matt Burton. Don't put the captaincy on Matt Burton this week, um, even though he's had some. He does have some good scores in him. Just don't take the risk, given he had that low game recently. Um, Cookie, is there anything else in the Parramatta or Dog side that you want to talk about, mate? Not really. Just thankful that it looks like Moses will be back because I need him. So, I mean, you know, that's why I held him because in in the hope he'd be back sooner rather than later and it looks like it might come off for me. Turns out it's nice. a good hold, mate. Turns out you'd yeah, yeah. Right. That, I don't need to play him by now. Only if Latrell's out, then I'd need to. But I've still got one trade. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move to the let's move back up to the Thursday night game, Cookie, um, with your bunnies and the Panthers. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not so sure Latrell's going to play. I'm still. Mm, are you hearing anything, Paulie, in regards to Latrell? Uh, everything I've heard is he's going to play. And yeah, I think the club's ball. keeping very tight-lipped on it, though, because if he is out, I think we won't know till the last minute. But if he's out, I'd say if he doesn't play, it's an even-money game. If he plays, we'll be the favourites, which I understand. Yeah, next next week when they play the Cowboys, apparently, he's going to be rested. That Who would be is? Nice. That would be nice. Sorry, <laughs> Littrell. Or are you just staring me up, Paul? No, no, no. You asked me my honest, what I've heard. That's what I heard. I would have thought they're, they're resting for the Roosters game so he doesn't do anything stupid as well. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, in case, in yeah, case yeah. you're not aware, Latrell Mitchell has a injury concern, so he's possible, he's a maybe this week. Um, Jackson Paulo is on the wing with young rookie 
uh, Isaac Thompson shifting into the reserves. Cookie, so Luca. He apparently, he picked up a, gro- a groin injury, Isaac Thompson. So nice. apparently, that nice. they were leaning towards picking him, but um, yeah, he picked up the groin niggle at training yesterday. So Luca Fafida is the other one that joins the forward pack with Salah dropping back to the interchange. Um, Ilias is named to play this week, um, although he does have back complaints, and the thing with backs is that they can be tricky to get right. So we could see a late shift with Hawkins moving back into the starting side. Um, all right, what else do we want to talk about there cooking in that Bunnies team? Talks about Latrell. Uh, have you still got Isaiah Tass, Paulie? I remember you had him a while ago. Yeah, mate. He's going all right, isn't he? Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good – like, you had a good hole with Moses. That was a good hole. I mean, I thought he might come yeah. back, and I just thought I'll uh, hold him. Well, what, what, what have, is the predictor up yet, Paulie? Like, what sort of – like, because Cam Murray's a captaincy talking point. Yeah, I'm just working on it now. Let me have a yeah. look. because I think he's going to play close to 80 minutes this week. 84, so he's pretty much a lock. 84. Pretty much a lock as captain. Um, although some people will go Hines this mm-hmm. round if they feel like man, all right, you know, here's a, here's the situation. Now, we, Liam, we were talking about this before the start of the pod about Melbourne Eagles come out and said that there's only two hookers going on tour. We we were talking about that that might mean that there's two hookers plus Ben Hunt, who's a utility. Um, if there's one hooking spot left, we assume one goes to Harry Grant. There's one hooking spot left. It's, it's between Damien Cook and and Coruscant, isn't it? This could be a bit of a playoff for that Australian for that Australian squad. Well, I thought Coruscant was playing for Fiji. I hadn't heard that. Maybe he is. I'm mm. not sure that he's going to take anyone other than Grant Hunt anyway. So, you know. Yeah. Mm. So. Th- this could be this could be a bit of a playoff for Damien Cook and Coruscant. For yeah, he did have a good week. He's been good this year. I've been happy with him, Damien. He created that try assist for Cody last week, and he had three or four offloads, ran a bit over a hundred meters. He was one of his very good games last week. Yeah, seventy-two um, fantasy points, I think, as well. He got. Well, I've been very happy. I owned him yeah. since very early rounds. I've been very happy with him. Yeah. Paulie, no, but he's I'm, had a good year. I, like, I'm happier with him this year than last year. I think he's gone up a bit more of another level fast, even though others might not see that. That's how I feel. He's becoming a leader out there for us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, just a couple of things out of last weekend's game for uh, for the Bunnies. So Latrell Mitchell ran for 211 metres. That is the most run metres he's had all season. Um. And Colin Matangi got a 51. Um, although he ran for 170 metres, he didn't actually have a lot of any other attacking stats. He didn't have many offloads or anything like that this week. Um, so Colin Matangi, Paulie, you've been pretty high on Colin Matangi the last few weeks. He's one that people, if they own him, they'd be sitting pretty happy. Yep, that's, that's right. So... Colin Matangi is yeah. predicted to get 55 this round. Yeah, nice. So you, 
you'll be doing sitting pretty well with him. What's um what what's Damien predicted at um Paulie? It's got to be around seventy, surely. Seventy yeah, right. Okay. All, right, All right, so scoop. Let's jump over to the Penrith side. Now, Dylan Edwards is named to return at fullback. Taruva is on the wing again. Um, Salmon and O'Sullivan in the halves with Eisenhuth once again named at prop. Uh, Kikau and Martin are both named this week. Um, and that means that Kenny Sorensen, Linu and Staines are on the bench. Taylor May is named in the reserves, as is Kurt Falls. So there could be still some late changes to the team, particularly Falls possibly coming in for Selman um, this week. So, Scoop, in this side, I mean, Dylan Edwards is probably one that's going to be looking at doing a lot of work this week. Um, and Coruscant had a huge score last week. And then the other one would be Yo. Yo had a huge score last week as well. So, who do you want to talk about first, Scoop? I really like Yo at the moment. I mean, the more Penrith big guys go out, the more he benefits. He has to lead them around for large minutes and do a lot of the work. I mean, 80 minutes and 78 minutes the last two weeks. Fisher-Harris out is a big loss in their fours, and he has to step up. I mean, apart from possibly the worry that a few Penrith boys will be rested in round 25 if they've got the minor premierships sewn up, which they probably do anyway, but with their weaker team, it's not 100% certainty. That's really the only worry I have for Yo at all. I think he's going to fire the last few rounds. Yeah. I'd actually be more concerned about Yo getting rested in round 24 um, against a a weaker opposition. I think they'll try and take that Cowboys game fairly seriously as a run into the finals. I think they'll try and play... Yeah, that could be a good call too. Because you have to do so Um, much work, he needs a break at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, so he plays... Who do they play in that next round? Rabbits, Warriors, Cows. Yeah, so it's Warriors next week in in Sydney. So I think it'll be something that they might play. They might rest a few guys for that round. Yeah. So... um, so that could be one thing to watch with Yo. Uh, outside of that, um, Coruscant, he was huge this week, wasn't he, Liam? Yeah, Coruscant was really good in that. Um, the, in that, even though they got smashed physically, like he he made a lot of tackles. Didn't he miss a fair few too? I think he missed so like eight. he made he made fifty tackles, missed ten, and still scored seventy points. So like he lost twenty points just in just in missed tackles. How'd he score so much? How'd he score so much? He got fifty points just in tackles. Um he had three offloads. So those are just a couple of them. Um yeah. yeah, basically that's what it was. And tackle breaks, he got six tackle breaks as well. Nice score from him. Yeah. Um, Eisenhuth, Cookie, he had a good score. We know what he's capable of. We've seen him play big minutes in the past. Um, when he gets game time, he does always score well, but he's not someone that people need to be looking at. 
Um, is there anyone else in that Penrith side, Cookie, people should be looking at? No. I don't think Ooh. it's there, but I think we can yeah, keep possibly on. Not. Yeah, Taylor Mays, yeah. but I don't know if anyone's held him. Yeah, I agree, Paul. Um, all right, let's move on back to where we were before. We are at the Eagles and the Sharks game. Now, Paulie, we talked about these guys a couple of times already, but Manly did not show up last week. Um, Ruben Garrick is at fullback. Saab is out and Cougar is on the wing. Um, Brad Parker moves into the centres. The big talking point is that Jake Savojevic has picked up a fractured hand. Uh, he is going to be out for about three to six weeks, and that moves Dylan Walker into that lock position with Schuster and Bullymore on the bench. Um, as for the Sharks, Dykes still at fullback. Jesse Raymond and Connor Tracy are in the centres with Miller and Montalo on the wings. Uh, Hamlin Ueli moves into the starting side alongside Royce Hunt with... Toby Rudolph out for a couple of weeks. Um, And that seems to be all there really is to say. All right, well, let's talk about the... Let's talk about the manly side, Paulie. Cherry Evans was a bit of a flop last week. Yeah. Yeah, it was disappointing. It really hurt owners. It was very disappointing. Um, I thought Manly had it all to play for. Um, you know, they needed the win. Titans hadn't been um, that great for a while, or certainly been improving, but, you know, hadn't been winning. So, but, yeah. Yeah, Manly, there's other things going on there, and yeah. it's got all too yes. much for That's the That's the biggest issue now, is it? Starting to see like there's a lot of the uh, other issues that are starting to really impact them. Um, it's going to affect guys like all the Kawatu. Um, and even even to an extent, it's affecting Garrick as well, just because they're just not all in sync. Well, there's a wide variance of outcomes that could happen this week. They could either bounce back because you know they're um, you know playing for playing for the jersey now, I guess, um, rather than for, posi- for positions in the top eight. But so they and playing for themselves. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where they're at. Um, in this game. So there's a wide variance of, of outcomes that's going to be really hard to, to predict. So Olakawato got 53 last week. Um, Liam, is that where do we sit on a 53 from Olakawato in a game where Manly, Manly struggled? Manly didn't look like they wanted to be there. Where do we sit on a 53? I mean, 53, he did get a try in that game. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he did get a try. Um, no try. No try. That Also, oh, the try was, I think it was disawarded. Oh. Yeah, it might have so, been disawarded. Yeah. yeah, so 53 is actually not a bad score for for um, for um that little, for no try and when Manly didn't really want to be there. So I think it's a, yeah. a good sign. So he could, so I think you definitely got to hold Olikowatu. Be owned, yeah, absolutely. And the other one there, Scoop, is Garrick owners. Um, he managed to get to 45 at, at stages, he was struggling to get that. But 45 for Garrick owners, I think, I think they're happy considering some of the other poor scores last week. 
Yeah, Garrick's in a funny bracket right now. If he'd got a poor score last week, if you had trades, you'd be looking at moving him on. But uh, it's really hard to know where Manly are going to sit, if they're going to bounce back and Garrick returns. Cola on the wing. I actually was almost half expecting Cola to go to fullback this week and Garrick on the wing. So I'm not sure. It's It's just really hard to get a read on Manly. I think if you have a few trades, I probably still wouldn't be trading out Garrick at this stage. Yeah. That's where I'd sit. Um, Cookie, let's move over to the Sharks side, mate. Yeah. Now, Nico Hines had a huge score with a 74. Um, McInnes had a, had a good score. Um, so there are a couple of key people, key players. Just, just looking at this bench... It's not so good for McInnes, I don't think, because Tolman's back and he plays, like, reasonable minutes. Wilson's there and then there's Andrew Fafita. Like, do you reckon Paulie's minutes might go down to 45 this week? Uh, well, Tolman was so. there last week. Yeah, I think that's probably accurate. I, but I thought he was going to play 45 last week, but Rudolph's injury kind of upped it. So I don't feel like we're any worse mm. off than we were last round, purely because Rudolph's out. Um, so I'll probably yeah. you're probably rolling mm. the dice with McInnes if you held him last week because I think a lot of people traded him. Oh, yeah, I'm probably, of, I think I'm gonna hold. Yeah, a lot of people traded him last week because they projected that minutes drop and the Rudolph injury really flipped it and obviously an easier uh, matchup against West Tigers. This one won't be as easy, but yeah, because Hamlin Newelli and Royce Hunt don't play many minutes. No, that's right. Uh, there's just so many variables which um, lead in. Royce Hunt, really. Royce Hunt played no. Didn't he play 45, 50 minutes last week? He had a huge... But that's abnormal. That's abnormal, Tim. His average is 25. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so because of Rudolph's injury, things change. 30 minutes. He only played 30 minutes. Yeah, and then had a HIA as well. Yeah, so yeah. it just... So I think I think if you if you held McInnes through last week, sort of decisions, it's going to be yeah. hard to trade him out now. I mean, I understand why you might, but... And if you can go... I think we had a question on the show where the person could yeah. go... McInnes and another um, might have been, oh, I can't remember who it was, but it might have been Adam Elliott because Elliott will get to them, you know, the Raiders shortly. But yeah, and he said, I, that's the only way I could get Murray. So I, so we sort of agreed that McInnes to Murray makes sense. But I think most players, McInnes yeah. is, you, you win by holding McInnes most, unless it's a real big one like getting Murray or something like that. Yeah. What um what does the predictor have Hines at Paulie? Because Mandy's been leaking a lot of points just of late. Yeah, well the predictor's not gonna look at necessarily what happened last week as a as a you know, it, it so it's so a sixty yeah. for Hines. Um that's actually a that's actually a ten point decrease. So it's actually looking at that matchup as a tougher matchup than usual because of what Manly had done earlier in the year. So I think You've just got to make up your own mind whether you feel Hines will hit his average or or not, rather than rely on, on, on past performances through the year by Manly because we know now they're out of it. So it's a bit trickier. It's as I said, there's a wide variance there. Manly could show up um, because, Paulie, because they're yeah. playing for pride or they could um hard to get a gauge on whether Murray or Hines. Well, Murray's is the, the safer option, yeah. Hines is the gamble. Right. Um, Paulie, here's yeah. a question for you. Now, Braden Trendle the last couple of weeks has been really, really important to the Sharks side, um, especially with Moreland being out injured. Do you think 
do you think there's a world where Trindle ends up on that interchange and possibly Fafida misses out? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Fafida, I don't think they'll drop Tolman just because I think they'll want the ability of the extra minutes there. Fafida's the one Fafita's the one that's come into the team this week. Um, so, yeah. It Tom, so did Tolman. They both, because Colquhoun played last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, last minute. It was that's last right, yeah. minute. Yeah. yeah that's in. right. So, so, yeah, look, there's different... We don't know what Cronulla so, are going to do. Let's let's be honest. So there's a lot of variables be, in there. It wouldn't be impossible for Tolman and Fafita to drop out and Trindle and Cole Coon to come in, really. Yeah, there's a lot of variables because Connor Tracy's the game, but we don't know if he's definitely going to play. Um, you know, the, the fact that Lockie Miller has still been named on the wing, but you know, we don't know if that's definitely going to happen. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that could could adjust. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Um, well, let's move to the Roosters and the Tigers. Roosters are looking sweet with no changes to their 17. Um, as far as I can tell yet, no changes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no changes. Um, no changes to the 17. As for the Tigers, um Paulie, have you guys run out the same team as well? I'm uh, sorry. Mamala returns. Mamala yeah, returns and Tala moves Safe back up. to the centres. Safe Harbour's in as well. Yeah, that's right. And Peachy drops out. Um, uh, Yutua Kamano and Luke Brooks are due back for you guys next week, Paulie, though. So that'll make everything interesting. All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Roosters first up, Cookie. Uh, Tedesco, Manu, geez, they'll be owners should be happy this week against the Tigers. Yeah, they should go well. They should go big. I mean, yeah, they could they could both get eighty plus. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the other guys in the Roosters pack, uh, Liam, they've you know Angus Crichton and Nat Butcher. They're doing very well at the moment. I think Angus yeah, ended Angus up getting did. last week, but I sort of expected he might get a bit more. But Angus is Angus is going really well at the moment. I think he could definitely go big. He's another one. But I think I'm um, touching on Manu and Teddy. I think only one will go big because because they both like to. It seems only one goes big every week, and maybe a Crichton on this week. Um, Paulie, what's um? I reckon you'd have this nearly off the top of your head, but. Because I'm pretty sure he's got a pretty good average, but Tedesco's average against the Tigers, it's about seventy. Oh. Let me let me check in. Um, look, this week, this week, any rooster, and I think I think probably um, Lachlan's got it right when he said that you know you you don't know which one if it's Manu if it's Tedesco, but there could be some massive scores. Now, which is predicted to do really high. Um, Yep. Right, should have another big game. So yeah, I think so. Tedesco obviously against his old club. Look, it's not as high as you think, forty-five. Really? We know, well, we also know that a lot of these players have played for a long time. Like the stats have been inflated over the years with new rules. Yeah. Coming. yeah. So the older players, when you look all the way back like that, it's going to look, it's going to look lower. Like forty-five, way back. If you think five years ago. 
Yeah, fair. Fullback was a pretty, pretty good score. You know? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Our last um, three fifty-one. Another one that scored relatively well last week was Joseph Suwali. Suwali's managed to get to five hundred k this year as a dual position. Um, overall average of about thirty-five, but he's still he's still doing some reasonably good stuff. So Suwali's one that. Um, if people have Suwali or anything like that, he's a handy one to, if you've got to play him in your under-17 um, or a handy one to try and loop in. Um, the big one I think we need to touch on, Scoop, is Verils. Did you see Did you see a, a 70 from Verils as being a likely option? I didn't think he'd go that high, but I thought he... Could do all right. I think um, Nick mentioned him a couple of weeks back as somebody to pick instead of Aaron Clark. And with um, the boot situation, it's turned out very nicely for anybody who did go to Verrills. What is it? 54, 43, and 70 the last two, last three weeks. A couple of tries, but I mean, who's to say that won't happen again against the Tigers? Yeah, absolutely. So Verrills just looks like it. It's now looking like a pretty good pickup, especially with those two tries. Um, moving over to the Tigers, uh, Dewey had a good round last week with a 70. Um, New Brown had a pretty good score as well. Um, Offer Hengal is scoring well. Pole had a good had a good game, and I like seeing Seafarth on the interchange. That way, he can lose all the money he's already made. Um, Paulie, Dewey owners are pretty happy at the moment for this week, and they may be a little bit less happy next week. Tough matchup for him. I don't know what's going to happen this week. They were much poorer than I thought they would be against the Sharks, so this could happen again. This is to get out to an early lead and, and kind of really bang, bang a number on them. I don't think they will soften up like the Sharks did, though. You know, yeah. I'll put the hammer down because I think Trent Robinson, he's not at the moment, he's not worried about score lines, results at all. His only focus is on execution of running their plays. That's it. Yeah. So and, and he's not going to be satisfied with with 40 nil, let's take the put foot off the pedal. He wants everything to be executed perfectly, which means it could be 70. Like it's the last game they play at the cricket ground and they could run up a cricket score. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We could go back to seeing an opening partnership where of those going back cricket style opening partnership for none for a hundred sort of sort of thing. It's it's not out of the it's not crazy because you've got when we have a look at that Tigers side, Dewey got a seventy three last week. Offhand Gowie got got a sixty. Um but as you said, Paulie, most of those points kind of came in the last fifteen, twenty minutes for, for some of these guys. Um, New Brown ended up on 50. That's with a try. Um, so, yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying there, Paul. It could be could be a bit of a, a chaotic weekend. The Roosters look like they are finding form at the moment. They look good. Um, where does that leave us for someone like people that own off a Hengawi cookie? Would this be a really good week? If if you've got the trades up your sleeve, would this be a really good week to jump off off of Hengali or do you think he still makes a lot of tackles? 
Uh, I think he's going to make a lot of tackles. And play pretty good minutes. Yeah. Yep. Fair. All right. Um, they're probably your main guys in that Tigers side, Dewey and Offerhengawi. Um, Dewey should still. Paulie, would he? St- would you still be expecting a fifty from Dewey this week? Um, or is that hopeful? I can't give you a guarantee this week, um, but you've just got to play him. You've got to play off in Dewey. You've just got to yeah. hope that they buck the trend of their teammates and still put up reasonable numbers and get a 50. Look, I'll be playing New Brown yep. this week, most likely, or I might be able to loop in, but 52 is going to be hard to ignore when I've got other problems like Carraza and Nam in my bigger squad. So, yeah, it's it, it's a tough one as a as a Tigers fan and, and, and as an, an owner of a Tigers player or two Tigers players. It's a tough one yeah. this week because I, I do fear for, I fear for them. Yeah, I can understand why. All right, let's move to the Dragons and the Titans game. Um, let's try and run through a couple of these so we can get into the NRLW as well. So Ramsey is at fullback with MBI being named in the centres. Jack Bird moves back to lock after playing there last week. Uh, Tyrell Fuimayono, Aaron Woods, Michael Molo and Billy Birds are on the interchange with Francis Molo uh, sitting in the reserves. Um, Tyrell Sloan drops out in joins the reserves as well. As for the Titans, um, they are running with Jolliffe and Fasul Malawi at prop, with Jared Wallace dropping back to the reserves. Um, Fotawaka, SASA, and McIntyre round out the interchange with Greg Marzu. Um, Tanner Boyd is still the halfback for the Titans. Well, this is looking like one of those um, teams that there's not a lot to talk about. Jack Bird scored really well, Liam, this week. Um, is he a pickup now that he's playing 13, or do we just not know with the with the Dragons? Yeah, you just he's just one that I just don't know about with the Dragons. And as we touched on, there's like guys around like. Josh Curran um, and uh, Brendan Smith, I'd probably put both of them ahead of him. Like, yeah, I just don't set the room. Yeah. Amon finally got a decent score, but it was with three tries. Um, he managed to get an 83. But there's really not much else doing in that dragon side. Even Ben Hunt's not scoring well at the moment. Um, moving over to, to the Titans. Cookie, your boy, David Fafita. Yeah, I need it. He saved my weekend from disaster. Well, I think he saved himself there at the end when he managed to get a really good score uh, from 60 metres out, breaking three tackles, a line break, and so got a few good points in that one. We all know it can just be that one play where he gets the 30 to 35 points, and that's the difference between a 45 and an 80. Yeah, and that's what it was. Um, Paulie... Tanner Boyd was looking is looking comfortable in that halfback jersey. It's it's he seems seems to be a more natural position for him than than Hooker at different stages. Um, he might be one for people to kind of black book for next year if he's playing outside of Kieran Fawn. Keeps his profile. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's. Him. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I'm not too sure on that one just yet. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anything else there, Scoop or Liam, that you want to talk about with the Titans or with the Dragons? Aaron Clark has been a sad bomb, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Apologise for anyone that owns Aaron Clark. I, I just feel for you. Don't get me started on him. He just, it's just so disappointing. He was looking so good when he was playing 13. And now he's at hooker. All right, let's move to the Knights and the Raiders. Now, she's having the Knights had a couple of weeks. Wow. Texoy is at fullback with Edric Lee returning from a foot injury. Uh, Dan Gagai is in the centres alongside Christian Mapapalangi. This is Cookie. That's Cookie's man. He was supposed to be everybody's looper this year, Mapapalangi. Um, Milford and Clune are in the halves. Clemmer, Saifidi, and Saifidi is the other. No, Jimmy, no joke. It was Mananama. Oh, was it Mananama? I thought my, my Papa Lungi. Oh, I don't. Um, Saifidi is at prop with Crossland, Solo, Sasagi, and Croker. Um, yeah, in on the interchange with the Raiders, this looks like it. I'm talking of cricket scores, the Raiders could put one on here. They have Jack White and Fogarty in the halves, Savage, Kotrick, Rapana. Um, not too much else is going on. Tarpanay returns this week with Gula dropping back to the interchange, and on the interchange they have Horsburgh, Harawer, and Naira as well. Uh, Ryan Sutton is sitting in the reserve, so he could push in, as is Nickel Klockstad. Um, all right, let's start with the Knights, and as far as I'm concerned, there's only one person we're talking about, and that's David Clemmer. Paulie, David Clemmer is in the team. What David Clemmer do you, do you think we're going to get this week? Yeah, gee, again, another one we can't really predict what's going to happen there, unfortunately. Um, we can't even say with certainty he's going to play. So yeah. That's that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. That's That was where my point was. It's so frustrating at the moment. Um, David Clemens, he's really the only one worth talking about in that in that Newcastle side. Um Frizzell's not doing anything that he should be doing. Um, so, yeah, nothing else. Um, let's move over to the Raiders and Tarpany. Now, Tarpany's the big in this week. He could go absolutely massive. I'm probably... With Cookie, you were talking before about captaining, captaining Murray and captaining... Um, Hines, I'd, I'd, I'd throw yeah. Tarpany up there this week as a possible captaincy yeah. option. I just think this this looks... I just got to say, Timmy, a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to throw it in there. I did tell you I, that I would have got Murray, oh, yeah. but I think you went the opposite. Yeah, I absolutely did. 
Not, not yeah. going to lie. No, I thought, I right. didn't. And then when it happened, I thought, geez, I hope Timmy didn't end up going no, tarpony. I, 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 I got tarpony, you know. I'm not going uh, to knock that one. Turned out and everything else said that Murray was the pickup anyway. That was It was me looking at something else. Um, and, for instance, it's looking at it for this week. Playing playing Newcastle, I'm looking at Tarpany as being my captain this week. Um, that's how I was looking at it. I'm, this looks to me like a game where Tarpany would crash over. Not not concerned yeah. with his ribs. I don't think he's going to hit him in the ribs. You know, it... I think he I think he could he could easily end up with a try and play play fifty five minutes. <coughs> so. Everybody's carrying injuries this time of year, so it's not not a big issue. And if the Raiders want to play final footy, some of these guys are going to have to aim up this week. And I think I think Raiders players in general, Paulie um, Hudson, Young, Adam uh, Elliott. What, what do we? Tarpany, Adam Elliott. Like I heard a rumor last week that he needed a needle. Like on the radio on ABC, they said he got a needle at half time because I think it's a sell. I think if you've got a trade yeah. left, you sell him now. Uh, I do have a trade left, Paulie. Like, so who, who, which of the big names do you not own yet? Oh well, I've been contemplating an Adam Elliott to Ruben Cotter trade. Yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat. See, there's nothing you're not losing anything there, Cookie. That's the thing. That's your best trade you can make. Yeah, because you. Yeah, just means I have done for the last cash. week. That's yeah. all. Well, Elliot... I'd, go Elliot, I'd go Elliott to Cotter. Cotter's dual position. Elliot at his best. Elliot at his best is getting a seventy anyway, which which is you're expecting yeah. that from Cotter. So you're expecting a, a sixty. Yeah, and I mean Adam Elliot's minutes have dropped a bit. Like he's playing round fifty now, isn't he, Paulie? Not the sixty. No, no, he hasn't. He hasn't even done that because he's he ribs. He's two last two weeks. He's been out with the ribs stuff. So yeah, so that, so, so, so that rib stuff is some truth to it. I just. Yeah, no, he had he had ribs. Hundred percent. He, he, said, he said, said he had ribs. Yeah, and and this might even be one where someone uh, like Ryan Sutton. Now that Tarpano's back in the team, Ryan Sutton might even play this week. And that like it wouldn't surprise me to see Adam Elliott ruled out. Yeah. And Sutton in the team. So he might be one that you can look at moving on. Yeah. Um. I I mean I'd be. I'd be looking at. Yeah, Hudson Young even in this situation. Hudson Young should score really well this week. Um, I think yeah. think Hudson Young will line up against Brody Jones. If anyone knows for sure, that would be good. But if, I think he lines up against Brody Jones. If he lines up against Brody Jones, he should have a pretty good score as well. Um, all right. Well, that looks like it is it for the men's side. Let's jump to the women's game. Now, Liam, you're probably a bit more over this than than most of us. So you just jump in whenever you need to. Um, So I'll try and be brief with the team list for this. What have we got? We've got one, two, three games to cover. There are six teams in the comp now. So it should should be some good quality this year. For the Eels, uh, we have Abby Church in the centre. She's everything I've heard. She's pretty good. <coughs> oh, sorry, <coughs> apologies. Um, 
Simamia Talfa is at lock for Parramatta. Uh, apologies in advance, guys, if I butcher some of these names. Some of these names I haven't heard out before, uh, read out before, so I'm just, just guessing their pronunciations. Uh, Sam Bremner is at fullback for the Roosters with Jess Surges and Isabel Kelly in the centres. Uh, Racine McGregor is at halfback. She is the New Zealand halfback. Um, Olivia Koenig is in the second row. Um, and uh, Kalo Sipani Hopawati is the made her Tongan debut earlier this year. She is in the interchange for the Roosters. Um, all right, Liam. Anybody here that you're you're aware of in terms of the women's game for uh, for NRL Mixer? Well, I know um, a few of these women. I'm not sure on some of them if they're fantasy relevant. I know Destiny Brill. No, not Destiny. Yeah, Destiny Brill. Um, at the, hooker, the, been, the hooker for Roosters, yeah. yep. I would have been interested if she was picked at lock, but probably not now. Shania Power, I know her from the Gold Stars. She plays for the up here for the Cowboys and the com, um, gun player for the Roosters. She could be a pickup, but I'm not too sure on fantasy. So, and yep. that's pretty much it for the, the I know from this game. Um, so Cookie and Scoop, if you guys know any any of these these women at any stages, jump in and help us out. Um, yep. I know Liam knows a fair bit on him as well. So, Once Sabri brought it up uh, last potty, I went and had a bit of a look. Um, yeah, Des- it was basically between Talfa and Destiny Brill for me um, for the mid-roll for the women's, but at hooker, the women's generally don't score as well as they do at lock, so I'm probably going to go Talfa now. Uh, Millie Boyle at the Knights is also... Another pretty good pick, but she's very highly owned. Depends if you want to follow the crowd or not. Uh, Taufa is the lock eel, eels lock. Yeah. Ah, he got it. Yeah, fifteen. I think she had the highest average I've seen of anybody I've researched so far. Fifty-nine last year, apparently at lock forward. Uh, when I researched, that told me Destiny Brew averaged fifty-nine. Yeah, she was fifty-eight point five, but in the games that she started lock. Uh, I think it pushed it up to about 61. So I was really keen to see Brill at lock, but now she's at hooker. I'm not as interested. Olivia Koenig, also one of the better second rowers. Um, Togga Tuki is also listed as a second rower. So honestly, between those two, not bad pickups either at the edge. I think they're both ticking along in low 40s, which is pretty good for the women's. Yeah. uh, Where did you find that chat, um, Skip? I had to pretty much manually go through their player profiles and look at their stats or look at um, basically player statistics from each game last year. So there's no real um, tool to look at it like fantasy. Yeah, we haven't got it yet. I couldn't find them. So um, obviously big names like Jess Sergis and Isabel Kelly are are ones that people will be looking at um, in terms of NRL Mixer. Uh, Isabel Kelly scored quite well in in the women's origin match earlier this year. <coughs> so Jess Kelly, um, Jess Surges, Isabel Kelly might be ones that people look at for that centre position. But, yeah, you've heard a couple of other ones there, Shania Power, Olivia Koenig, uh, Destiny Brill, and Samama Taufa. 
uh, as ones that you could be looking at as well. Um, I do like Racine McGregor. She had a really good game for, if you go back and have a look at the women's stats for New Zealand versus Tonga, Racine McGregor had a really good one as well. Um, moving to the Dragons and the Titans, Tonagasu, um, former uh, the 2021 Dalian Women's Player of the Year. Tonagasu lines up at fullback alongside, uh, we've got Paige McGregor, which is uh, Mary McGregor's daughter in the centres. Uh, Talia Fuimayono, um, Tyrell's sister, I believe, is at 5'8". Um, Elsie Albert is from PNG. She is at prop. Uh, Tegan Dimmick uh, played for... I can't remember who she lined up for. She's uh, Jim Dimmick's niece. Um, yeah, that's right. Thanks, man. Uh, Kesey Apps is in the second row. Um, as for the Titans, this Titans side starting to look pretty good. Um, Appy Nichols is at fullback. Um, Ivania Polite and Jasmine Peters are in the centres. Uh, Lauren Brown is someone to watch in the halves. Uh, Brittany Braley Nati at at hooker for the Titans is, is a nice is a name that's been around for a while. Um, Tamsin Gray has represent. I'm pretty sure Tamsin Gray has represented Queensland before, and Steph Hancock, I believe, represented Queensland as well. Um, anyone got anything here on either of these guys? <coughs> either of these girls, I should say. No, just that the Hancock name down for media, I think. I'm pretty sure Steph Hancock played for Queensland. I'm pretty sure she's played prop for Queensland. Jasmine Peters is the one to keep an eye on. Um, In the centres for the Titans, yes. But she's a keep to keep an eye on, but I can't see myself going past Isabel Kelly. Yep. Um, Tonagato, so Tonagato was Dalian uh, Women's Player of the Year alongside Millie Boyle. Um, earlier this year for the 2021 season. Um, she's really good. She might be one that people look at for that wing fullback spot. Um, uh, and obviously, Kizzy Apps is someone who is is a, is a popular name that people are going to look at as well, especially this first week without any genuine data. Um, all right, let's move to... Oh, the other one actually to watch is Andy Robinson for the Dragons is making her debut on the wing. Um, she was pretty quick. I think she had a runaway try in the New South Wales under-19s uh, game. Um, then we move to the Knights and the Broncos. Now, I'm looking at this Knights side, and I reckon this Knights side should be, should be competing for the premiership this year. Um, this is a really good team. Their fullback in there, Timmy. She's um, averaged just mate, slightly less than Tonagato last year. Mate, there's, mate, their team is stacked. Like, there's, we'll go through their team. But their team is really good. So Tamika Upton is at fullback. Kiani Takarangi is on the wing. Uh, she, she, I've seen some stuff of hers before. She's pretty good. Um, Kira Dib is in at 5'8". She's played, she's been New South Wales 5'8 previously. 
Um, Olivia Higgins at hooker is is quite good. Um, talking about it before, Millie Boyle is probably one of the players of the competition. Um, Romy Tetzil is one to talk about. I'll leave that for Liam to explain. Um, and even onto the bench, Emma Ma- Emma Manzelman is someone to keep an eye out for as well because if she gets some time starting, she could be quite good. As for the Broncos, uh, Jamie Chapman is at fullback. Uh, Shanae Sezioloka is in the centres alongside Amy Turner. Taryn Aiken and Ali Brigginshaw are the 5'8 and halves, respectively. Um, Amber Hall and Talisha Harden. Amber Hall is in the second row for the Broncos, and Talisha Harden is at lock. Um, so, yeah, let's start with the Newcastle side here. So, Tamika Upton, Cookie, yeah, you were talking about her. She's She's had yeah, some pretty good so stuff previously. Connor Gardo averaged 45 last year, but Tamika Upton averaged 43. So, yeah. And I, I know names sounds very familiar to me, so I know yeah. she's good. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Millie Boyle is the obvious one for the middles. The hard part with the middles, and it, it really tricky, is because in this era, in the mixer, is that effectively Millie Boyle is up against Cam Murray this week, and and it's hard to think that Cam Murray doesn't score well. Um even though Millie Boyle should score well. It's just hard to imagine that Cam Murray doesn't score well. Um, so probably the only downside in picking someone like a Millie Boyle is that it means you're missing out on a Cam Murray. Um, Liam, Romy Tetzil. Tell us about Romy. Well, Romy's from um, North Queensland. Um, she's... She's um, a list as a wing fullback playing on an edge. So in the comp for the North for the Cowboys team, she averaged around 49 playing back row, which I think is pr- pretty good for what you're getting with her. That's more than basically any wing fullback that I've found. And I think she's a she's basically a very pottish play, one point something percent. It's very potty, which is what I like about it. Did she average 49 at um, Liam? Uh, Second row. In where? Uh, Queensland women's. It's like a it's it's the comp with there's to make it Upton played in it too. Yeah. Is it were they seventy minute games? Yes, they were seventy minutes. Yeah, so it's she's one to, to look at. So she's actually in in NRL mixer as a wing fullback. Um, so she could be one that could play in that uh, wing fullback position. Um, she's likely to, but she will line up in the second row for Newcastle. Newcastle are going to be an incredibly strong side. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Newcastle, uh, Newcastle Roosters uh, grand final, possibly Newcastle Dragons, but Newcastle Roosters would be my would be my pick early. Um, I, I think Newcastle will really go the whole way. Um, anything else in that night side that you can see? Guys, otherwise, let's move to the Broncos. Um, Ali Brigginshaw is probably the big one here for the Broncos. Um, if you're going to run with 
a female in your halves, Ali Brigginshaw would make the most sense. Um, incredibly talented player. Uh, and she'll lead the Broncos around. So she would be my pick if you were looking at a... Um, <coughs> looking at someone for your Bronc... From the Broncos or from NRLW for your halves? I think um, Chelsea Lenarduzzi's played Origin for Queensland before as well. She, I think she's a pretty good player. Mm. Yes, good call, Cookie. Well done, mate. Love that one. All right. Um, okay, guys. Amber so, Hall, you better mention her because she averaged 52 last year. Mm. Yeah, Amber Hall, she's, it's a lot of offloads. she's in the second row. Yeah, she's offloading Queen. The only available at mid, is she? I think she might be. Yeah, she's she at mid, be. yes. Yeah. So it's really, it, it, it annoys me because I'd like to get her at edge. All right. Yeah. Guys, which way, how are you thinking about lining up your your NRL mixer teams? Are you looking at running with, um, like, because I'm thinking about it. Damien Cook and Damien Cook and Cam Murray are my two main men that I'm running. Yeah, like the, the weakest positions, like where the scoring's most volatile for the women, seems to be the hookers and the halves. So I need to have like a Hines in the halves and a Damien or a Harry Grant against Brisbane this week. Like Grant could go big. Yeah. So that's the thing with NRL Mixer, guys. It's a little bit different to out-and-out out, um, fantasy. The biggest thing is you're going to have to play this a little bit on matchups and look at teams' matchups and, and try and work out um, who should score well. Uh, for instance, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dragons put on a bit of a score against uh, the Titans team. So that might see someone like Tonagato this week rack up a, a 50 or a 60. Um, so that might be something that you look at. Whereas um, for wing fullbacks for the men, this the other option would be someone like a Teddy or a, um, I can't remember if Hines is wing fullback or not. I don't think he is. He's half, isn't he? I think Hines is just in the halves, isn't he? Yeah, not, not so. your position. So Heinz is in the halves. Um, so Teddy's probably one at wing fullback that people might look at. Um, so I can see a reason why you'd go to Tonagato this week. Um, uh, and and then once you get into your centres, your centres is always a tricky one. Um, if it, as fantasy players know, centres is really the trickiest position. Um, if you can get someone that that you think is going to have a huge game, particularly from the women in the centres, this is a one that you jump on. Uh, Paige McGregor, for instance, in the centres for the Dragons could be one that could have a huge game. Um, yeah, I think I've not, like I'm looking for uh, for edge. I want a women's player, so I don't know. I maybe flip a coin. I might go with that Olivia Kernick. I think. Scoop said could be a good option. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I like that one. Um, Olivia Koenig would be a good shout. Um, Isabel Kelly would be a good shout. Although the eel size should be reasonable. I can't see Roosters 
flogging the eel side, but it could happen. Um, who is the other one in the centres that we talked about before? Um, Briefly talked about Surges. Surges. Um, yeah. And who talked about Jasmine Peters before? Me, that was me, yeah. yeah Jasmine Peters I think she's the one to watch. She's a one to watch, but I wouldn't chuck her over at Kelly if I was going to. I think yeah, Kelly's probably fair. a better option. Um, so, yeah, that's probably one to look at. I think for most of us, we're looking at uh, possibly your wing fullback, your centre and your edge and running for the women and then running, especially this week, first week up, running your men as your hooker, your mid and your half. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this week and going forward, if you also have any NRL Mixer questions, get them in for the podcast tomorrow night. We'll answer some of your NRL Mixer questions as well. Um, Also, if you've got a head-to-head game or something like that and you want us to give you some advice for your head-to-head, please make sure you let us know if there's any um, particular player matchups that you think you need an advantage in. Uh, Thanks, guys. Um, can't wait to talk to everyone tomorrow night and best of luck for NRL Fantasy and now NRL Mixer with the women starting this week as well. All right, guys. Good night.